Hello, um, it's me, and I'm here again, once more, on a Monday evening. However, it is 14 minutes past seven in the afternoon evening. It's not an afternoon. I mean, it is technically afternoon, but it is it is the evening, well and truly. Um, and I'm feeling sprightly. I feel good. I I suppose I should take this part, uh, you know, this moment to apologise then for all of the the previous podcasts where I have been. <laughs> uh, I nearly said performing them as if there is any kind of performance aspect to it. Um, no, uh, yeah, I, I guess I have to apologise for all of the previous podcasts wherein I have been tired and it's been. <laughs> It's been quarter to midnight on a work day. Um, yeah, I feel good. I feel I feel ready to go. I mean, I had a bit of a, a slight disaster before. Um, maybe it was karma. I'm not quite sure. You'll you'll have to make up your own, you know, opinion. But I uh, mum's been doing some baking uh, as ever, and I have. Uh, gratefully, um, you know, partaken in the eating of said baked goods. Uh, this time out, it is, it's kind of like a Victoria sponge, but if you replace the jam, the strawberry jam or raspberry, whatever berry jam, um, if you replace the jam with lemon curd and mum's lemon curd is really really quite something so yeah it's kind of like uh yeah you know, a sponge with kind of a sort of yeah i guess like buttercream and lemon curd in it and it's very indulgent anyway in celebration of me finishing my working day um at around kind of 6 p.m i uh thought i'll have a slice of cake and to go with it i thought Maybe I'll have a bit of extra cream. Now, this is where I think kind of karma's come into play because, of course, um, cake that has cream and, well, buttercream or whatever type of cream that's in it, cake that has, you know, buttercream already in it and lemon curd, I think, you know, the act of... Um, kind of introducing more cream to the equation is um, is a gluttonous one. Uh, it certainly can be said. So I feel like it is fair that when I opened the fridge to retrieve said cream, that the, the kind of the container which is the only way to describe it, the container um, of egg white that was so precariously placed on top of the cream within the fridge, um, pretty much just sort of exploded when I touched it. <laughs> you know, to retrieve the cream, to put it on top of the cake that it really didn't need to exist on top of, but, you know, I wanted it. Um, and... Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense. It was almost as if it was. You know, now I think about it, it 
it feels like it was a trap. Um, I'm not really one for conspiracy theories, but it feels trappish. Um, the reason I'm kind of tentative in saying that it was con- a container is that it, it's essentially kind of like a small, like a dip dish, maybe. Um, if you picture the type of uh, container that you would get like a hummus in if you went to your local convenience store, it's about the size of half of one of those. And there was like an egg in it, but it was sort of all weird. I guess in a way it must have been like, um, you know, uh, beaten a little bit. This is all, um, you know, the collateral from from the lemon curd from mum. And what she'd done is on top of this container to kind of keep this weird egg mix in was um, like cling film. And um, the cling film, though, it wasn't really secure on top of the container. It was sort of draped over it in this weird way. And it had gotten, it had kind of, it was almost as if, as if the egg had like climbed onto the, uh, the, the cling film in a sort of, you know, sim, symbiote way. Um, you know, like how they do in the Venom film, it had kind of gotten too involved with the with the cling film, and then somehow like seeped out everywhere under it. And when I, what happened was when I took the egg container off the cream to, you know, obviously release the cream for my for my gluttonous desires. Um, the slime kind of uh, enveloped my hand and I wasn't expecting this. I didn't even particularly know what it was, so I wasn't expecting a slimy texture. The slime envelops my hand and I'll admit I flinched. I got scared by it. And so I kind of, in the flinch, my arm kind of, you know, tenses and flares this egg mix uh, frankly everywhere it's almost as if another egg had spawned inside of the mix beaten itself up and then kind of sprayed everywhere as well because there was egg everywhere and yet there was still quite a lot of egg in the mixture as well how am I yawning I'm not ready for bed. I've had a long day at work, though. Um, so, yeah, I got egg all over my sweatshirt, um, all over it, and all over the floor, and all inside the fridge. Now, my mother isn't in the house at the moment. She she was not here to see it, and I've tried my best at cleaning it up. However... I suspect there will be some kind of evidence found. Maybe I just didn't clean every nook and cranny that I can imagine that the egg went into. Um, Maybe some egg just ended up on my arse somehow and I've been sat on loads of places and it's just, you know, egg marks everywhere. Um, 
who knows? But yeah, it felt slightly like karma. However, I still won in the end because after I'd done my botched job of cleaning up the egg, um, I mean, one way we'll find out whether I cleaned it up properly is that, you know, I'm, I'm sure it will only take a day, maybe less than for it to stink, um, of rotten egg. So that will be fun, um, in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, so, um, and I'll, 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 I'll have good fun denying any, any, uh, you know, any knowledge of, of where this errant smell may have come from. Um, but yeah, I had my cake and I ate it. So who's the real winner? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, my mother is not in the house at the moment because she is currently out with my sister. Now, my sister has returned from London. That's where she lives. And um, I suppose at this stage, she's really rather domesticated because um, upon her return, and I don't think I've seen her in maybe over two years. I'm not sure. No, maybe not. I don't know, nearly two years. Um, and yeah, what I've noticed is um, she's slightly showing me up in terms of being a useful guest um, to live with because I suppose I'm... Oh, I suppose... Mother. I suppose, sorry, that I am my mother's guest in this house. Um I mean, I pay, I pay money, but, um, yeah, maybe I'm not a guest, but whatever. Um, it's, uh, my sister's return has definitely highlighted a, uh, a defi administerial deficiencies, shall we say, in my, um, in the way that I am. <laughs> Uh, as a house guest um small things like uh the dishwasher needed emptying um mum was obviously out at work i was working from home as was my sister however the dishwasher was done by my sister normally in my work from home times i kind of i i would empty it occasionally but because i didn't need anything from it I didn't empty it, um, which I don't think is necessarily a smart way to uh, to go about life. Um, you know, use up all your plates before you empty the dishwasher feels like a, um, I don't know. It definitely says something about my, um, my sensibilities, but yeah, there was that. And also she had... Um, She'd also somehow cleaned out the fridge. I don't want to say cleaned out, but had emptied the fridge of some, um, how best to put it, undesirables. Um, for example, there was a piece of Tupperware that was filled with pickling liquid. Um, and the, the previously pickled, um, you know, veg 
had long been eaten, so I kind of just left the pickling liquid in there because I didn't want to waste it. I thought perhaps I might be pickling something else, and maybe I could just develop, you know, an incredibly cultured pickling liquid that just is infused by thousands of years worth of vegetable pickling. Um, but alas, it no longer exists. It's been pawn away by my sister. Now, poured, pawn, pawn away. It's been poured away. There's no such thing as pickling liquid pawn, as far as I'm aware. Um, <laughs> that is legitimately, I think, a good joke, and I didn't give myself any credit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's gone. What else is gone? Uh, numerous, ninety-eight uh, percent used jars of mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, I love mayonnaise, um, but as soon as the little spoons can't reach the bottom of the jars, can't be bothered with it. Maybe I could put some kind of warm water in there close the jars up tightly, shake them up, and maybe I can kind of get a kind of an, an almost mayo-y sauce. I'm not sure, but we are where we are on that front. The, the, you know, the, the mayo didn't survive my sister's, um, my sister's efforts. So, again, um, yeah, just more things that are showing kind of the differences between myself and my sister. And uh, mum obviously arrived home from work, um, came home with a load of food. She's a dinner lady, if I hadn't already mentioned, so the leftovers we get, which is great. She comes home with a load of food. What's the first thing I do? I eat the food. Um, Meanwhile, you know, my mum appreciates all of the work that my sister had done in the meantime while I basically sat at my desk, my home desk, and farted. Um, and, yeah, we are where we are on that front. Um, but it is worth saying I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm happy to have my sister home. That's nice. Um, I'm told we might be having other visitors fairly soon. Which will be an interesting dynamic in the house, it's worth saying. Um, so, yeah, we will see how I will deal with um, becoming a, you know, a further fringe character in the sort of the, the sitcom that is my house. Um, and yeah, I think it's probably high time for a bibbidi bobbidi because I, I don't do them too often, but, you know, it's nice to kind of keep old traditions i think so i'll be back with you fairly shortly and i have um weekend stories to tell where i got out <laughs> got out i went out and got drunk hi hope you enjoyed that bit of a throwback um so yeah, second part here, and my mother and sister have arrived again, so we will see if I'm going to be interrupted. I hope not. Um, European football has started again. The the Euros, that's on, that's fun. Um, that said, 
you know, the Ericsson stuff was a bit sad. Um, thankfully, he's fine, seemingly anyway. He's tweeting. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I think the, uh, you know, the real measure of how healthy someone is is whether they're active on social media or not um, in 2021. So, yep, he's alive, he's up and running, and that's good. Um and I think it probably does uh, also highlight the fact that perhaps we just need to give the footballers a bit of a rest occasionally. Um, I think what I find quite funny is there was that Mitchell and Webb um, sketch a while back. Um, I think I mentioned Mitchell and Webb before. If you don't watch, if you haven't seen that Mitchell and Webb look, um, or kind of basically anything that they've done before. You should, because they're probably geniuses. Um, sort of, I think, maybe Gervais-level genius, but underlooked in a way, which is a shame. Even though we all love, I think David Mitchell is quite well-loved, I think he should be more loved. Um, maybe it's because he's just a big nerd, Um but you know, I think he he does wonders for 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 the big nerds, such as well, I was going to say such as myself, but I really couldn't put myself in the same category as him because I just don't think I have the intelligence of a big nerd. Um, I think I'm more of a dork. If if there's like categories, I think I'm more of a dork than a nerd. It's difficult to say. I'm certainly not someone that a Mm, uh, a particularly popular person would 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 have um you know real uh you know would get much from hanging out with me anyway this isn't some sort of self-hatred thing um but yeah uh mitchell and webb they did they did a sketch ages ago and it was basically just about football and kind of the the never-ending incessance of football and i'm fairly sure i might have even spoken about it on the podcast which goes to show that we are maybe you know 64 episodes in and you know am i running out of steam it remains to be seen at this stage of affairs but you know we we keep going quite frankly as long as people listen i'm going to keep going um hopefully i get fired from my day job for this podcast um I do think there must come a time fairly soon wherein I will be cancelled, um, whether it is from kind of like a, you know, a, uh, like a pretend thing, like on Twitter, or if it's real life and I lose my job. Um, I think both will be welcome, though, because um, I am not really fond of either Twitter or my job. Um, but, you know. Both are necessary in their own ways. Um, but yeah, that Mitchell and Webb thing about just the incessance, the constancy of football, never-ending um, football has kind of come to fruition in a way um, because football is happening all the time, <laughs> you know, even through global pandemics. And um, the players are you know, literally keeling over and having heart attacks on the football pitch. And I do wonder whether we need to give them a break. Um, 
just my two cents. That said, I'm going to be watching as much of the football as I possibly can. Um, in the background, I've got uh, I've got Spain and Sweden. They're not on yet, but they're they're preparing. Cesc Fabregas is talking, you know, really rather well about um, his native Spain, um, which is nice to hear, um, as ever. Um, so we'll we'll see about that. I have I actually have a Swedish um, laptop case, so perhaps I might just get behind Sweden tonight. That's the beauty of the football, really, is that I just don't care when it when it's when it's national football, international football. I'm kind of not. I'm relatively nonplussed, and I'm about to be in, interrupted by my sister. So this, I think, could be a bibbidi bobbidi. Sorry, um, I was just being asked whether I wanted to go to lunch to a Japanese restaurant on Thursday, as if I didn't have a day job, um, you know, that has an hour, <laughs> you know, an allotted hour lunchtime. Um, and as much as I'd love to, I'm uh, not that big of a fraud when it comes to work. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, the, the constant football, the Euros. Um, yeah. Yeah, as much as I'd like the players to have a rest, I'm also well and truly into the games of football, so I'm part of the problem. Um, and for that, I apologise. I'd like to, yeah, extend the you know the 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 um, best wishes of this podcast to all professional footballers, um, the you know the real heroes of this pandemic. Um, <laughs> obviously that was a joke. Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to say on the weekend, I, I went to a party. <laughs> I went to a party. This is a, a genuinely a party. Now, I do not know when the last time I went to a party was. I suspect I might have been before the drinking age. I don't know. Um, and this is a, it was a real party. And <laughs> what was cool was, um, uh, it was so, it was um, one of my friend's girlfriends. Um, who I'm, whom I've only become familiar with maybe over the past few months. Um, but she's lovely. She invited me to a birthday party, and I thought, wow, I'm honoured. I'm genuinely really honoured by that, and I can't not go. Because if you've been a long-time listener, or you just know me in general, you'll know that that's hell to me. It's, it's hell. Um... But I now, why is it hell? I guess I need to go into some detail there because most normal people are <laughs> excited by parties. Why is it hell for me? Hmm. So, and I don't, I, I don't want to say this lightly because I think, I think, kind of, I think certain phrases and terms and 
uh, and things are kind of bandied around really, really um, liberally these days. And I just think it kind of you, you, they lose their actual um, their validity when they're kind of just you know said in passing. But I would say I have real social anxiety, especially when it comes to kind of like events that are on neutral ground. Um, no, but well, away ground would be even worse. So for example, if I had to go north of the ferry bridge and it was a social event, um, I'm borderline crippled at that stage. Um, I, the thing is I, I can, I can turn it on. So like I can, I, I can go to these things and put on a real good performance if I do say so myself um, and you know come the end of the night or whenever I can have a bit of a de- debrief with other people and they say oh you were great like you, like, you had a great time like you you know you did really well like you everyone you know whatever uh, and but in reality it's kind of like you know it's it's draining and it feels kind of work like for me and i know that sounds really um not very nice because it's kind of like all oh, right so socializing with me is a tr- difficult and draining thing and it's really like what i need to sort of say is that it's really not a um you know it doesn't um you know it doesn't discriminate it can be kind of anyone it could be strangers or people i know and i can find it difficult at times um so yeah parties are difficult because they often will be for me to be invited it's going to be someone i know but then there's always going to be strangers there so it's sort of um confusing i would say for me to handle um and so and that what was interesting about this is because this is you know someone i've only really known for a few months the 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 vast majority of the people at the party are people i don't know at all so uh, but the honor of being invited uh i i couldn't not go i kind of i couldn't not go and the i suppose the positive was that it was a neutral venue as opposed to it being a full away venue it was sort of not middle of nowhere but kind of middle of nowhere middle of nowhere but also just so happens to be near my home which made things a little easier in terms of an escape strategy when needed um and i went and i got very drunk i'll say um kind of without without necessarily trying but you know i kind of had uh, some pre-drinks with allies beforehand um it wasn't quite pre-drinks but it was just like you know let's meet somewhere first and then head up as a group and you know alcohol was obviously involved so it you know uh, was then a de facto pre-drinks at that stage um so we were, i was drinking beers there then when we get to the party presented with prosecco with strawberries in it 
So I drank the Prosecco and ate the strawberry. By the way, strawberry with Prosecco in it, like a sort of infused thing. It's really nice, genuinely. So I think I had two of them by accident or on purpose, I'm not sure. And then I started drinking gin and tonics because they're like a refreshing thing. However, I'm sure you can see a pattern here or rather a lack of pattern. And it's that the drinks are being mixed. And for someone like me who, well, I like a drink, but I mean, it's a drink. It's like one or two ales on a weekend just to kind of loosen myself up, perhaps maybe before a podcast. You know, I don't drink in kind of um, typical British 26-year-old fashion, I would say. Um, Though I'm not one of those, I nearly swore there. I'm I'm allowed to swear, but I'm not going to. I'm not one of those people who thinks that they're zany because they drink whiskey. I have been through that phase. <laughs> I, I I did do I think a good six months where I where I was basically telling myself and everyone that I like whiskey when in fact um, whiskey's horrible, largely, and I think ev- I think it's all bullshit. It's like drinking a heartburn. Um, is basically all it is. Um, wooden heartburn is a better way to describe whiskey. I'm going to be drinking it again at some stage. Maybe I'd have whiskey with like Coke, but then it's kind of just embarrassing. I'd just rather have a gin and tonic or something. I don't know. Rum, I like. I can do rum, but I just think whiskey is just... Jesus. I think you need to be some alco. (laughs) Some alcoholic to like whiskey. Um... Uh, yeah, so I'm not one of them. I'm not like, yeah, I'm different. I drink differently to most people because I drink whiskey. No, I drink differently to most people because I like to drink water and milk mostly. Um, and then occasionally three drinks, ales. Um, Bundaberg's, of course, are my chosen beverage of choice. If I Chosen beverage of choice, good. Um, you know, if pushed. And then Robinson's, Robinson's, I like that, from Concentrate. Robinson's Cloudy Lemon from Concentrate. Hmm, yep, that'll do the trick for me. And Summer Fruits, thank you. Um, I'm sure Summer Fruits and Gin and Tonic would be amazing, actually, thinking about it. Maybe one to consider. Um, so anyway... Yeah, it's 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 difficult for me to go, but we went there and I drank a lot. Um, and I did a little bit of podcast networking, but nothing too strenuous because I realise it's no one's obligation to listen to and or be on the podcast. Um, however, we did have, well, I, th- I think I can say this, we did have positive discussions with a certain Jake the Burry, Burry, um, and I'd like to think that we might be able to get him on the podcast at some stage, which would be, you know, tremendous for me anyway, because lots of people will listen, and also for you, because he's incredibly good value, (laughs) and I'm sure it would mean that I would have to do five or six hours of editing, because if young George 
means that I have to do two hours of editing. I mean, I can only imagine how much time I'd have to do spending Jake Sansbury. So that was good. I saw Jake. Um, and yeah. And I think perhaps a great measure of whether whether or not that the night was compelling for me was the fact that I didn't at any moment have thoughts of, you know, uh, uh, doing a breakaway podcast <laughs> sat outside by myself and possibly some guests I've stolen. I didn't do it. I just had a good time. And that's nice. I, um, uh, the next day I felt sick, um, for most of the day. I, I made a lot of cheese and to- on toast and it was good. And I think that just about saw me through. And, um, yeah, we're here today. I still feel a bit rough, but I've, I've been out for a run, so I can't be that bad. And yeah, you know, we're just, we're fine and we're alive. And truthfully, I think perhaps that night made me consider that maybe, maybe there is joy to be had on, you know, on a night out. I don't want to get too ahead of myself and let's not pretend that I'm going to turn into some kind of party animal because I just don't think it's my brand, but who knows? You may see, you may see me in a, in a, in a in a in a nightclub near you and um you know isn't that a horrifying thought <sighs> anyway i think we're we're probably nearly done at this stage i would have thought i, I think we're over i think we're we're going to be over 30 minutes now maybe um or nearing the 30 minute mark i think i don't know um the maths has gotten away from me because we, we, we've got too many segments now that I've been interrupted. Um, but yeah, as ever, remember to be kind to yourself and be kind to other people because it's just good. And um, let anyone else know about the podcast if you think they might enjoy it. I understand it's embarrassing to tell someone that you listen to this guy who's, um, you know, largely kind of a bit of a freak and, um, it's not a big, big podcast, so it's not kind of cool. I'm not true Geordie or Joe Rogan. I'm, 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 uh, I'm better. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually significantly worse, but yeah, maybe the way to sell it is just, maybe you just say, have you ever, do you think you've ever listened to the worst podcast in the world? No. Okay, well, have a listen to this. See what you think. Um, so, yeah, do that if you'd like, but you don't have to. Um, and, yeah, thank you for getting this far. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you very much. Um, have a lovely week ahead, and we will we will speak again soon. <laughs>